0: Welcome to another episode of Cooperatively Speaking. I'm your host, Joe Castelluccio, and today's guest is Maria Moore. Maria is the Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Strategic Alliances at Iorite. We're gonna talk a little bit about background screening as well as their annual benchmark report, which is their 15th annual benchmark report. So thank you for joining us today, Maria. First, can you please give our listeners a bit of a background on your work history and tell us about the journey that brought you to HireRight.
1: Absolutely. So I spent the last 25 years in the software marketing space, starting with IBM, but where my career really took off was when I ran public sector marketing for Red Hat. For those of you familiar with the public sector market, it covers federal and state and local governments, as well as education, healthcare, and other industries. Public sector procurement departments, however, are very dependent and focused on leveraging various contract vehicles, After that, I then became the VP of Marketing for Dell Tech, a company which specializes in industry-specific ERP solutions, including government contracting. I went on to become the VP of Marketing for Tech Data Public Sector, which is now part of uh, TD Cynics. I was recruited by HiRite in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, to really modernize their marketing engine and expand their team internationally. So in a nutshell, I've spent a lot of time working with members and procurement officers leveraging best practices with contract vehicles.
0: Okay, before we go any further, can you tell our listeners who may not be familiar with HireRite a bit about the organization? So what does HireRite do? Where does it operate? And what does its customer base look like?
1: So HireRite is a leading global provider of pre- and post-employment background screening services which includes also drug and health screening and post-hire monitoring. We work with businesses, such as education institutions around the world to help them mitigate their employment risk. So that's the risk of bad hires, such as individuals who may not have the qualifications they claim, to the potential risks of an employer's existing workforce. So for example, we re-verify transportation professionals' driver's licenses or medical professionals' uh, licenses. Headquarters are in Nashville, Tennessee, but we also have offices in London, which covers Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Uh, We have an office in Singapore, which covers Asia Pacific, and Mexico City, which covers all Latin America. However, like lots of global businesses, many of our employees work remotely, so we have team members based all over the world. Uh, to give you an understanding of the value of our customers, in 2021, HireRight screened over 29 million job applicants, employees, and contractors for its 40,000 customers around the globe. And we processed over 110 million screens for organizations of all sizes, from small businesses to big market to enterprises.
0: That's, uh, that's an impressive bunch of numbers. Thank you for sharing that. So, M- Maria, I see that you recently released your 15th annual benchmark report. For those who aren't familiar with the report, what is it and why should our audience read it?
1: Sure. For the last 15 years, HireRight has been conducting an annual survey of its customers, as well as other HR and risk professionals around the world to help identify trends. We're looking for trends in background screening, talent acquisition, and talent management. So, our 15th annual benchmark report was released in August of 2022, and it's based on the findings of the latest survey that had over 2,300 respondents worldwide. The global report focuses on screening and recruitment activity in 2021. It looks at expectations for 2022 and beyond, and how attitudes towards remote working are changing. The report also aims to show professionals working in recruitment, HR, risk, and procurement, what their peers are doing, and it highlights the differences and similarities between different regions across the world. So this year's report also includes a compliance update from two of our legal councils, providing a summary of key data privacy legislation from North America, Latin America, and me and APAC, that impacts employers and employment uh, background screening in general.
0: You know, we're... In such interesting times right now, as organizations try and hire, recruit, retain uh, employees, it's such a challenge in every industry, particularly in the educational sector as well, though. Why is background screening important?
1: Security. It really helps protect against internal threats such as data theft, uh, compliance. Uh, Regulations in certain industries dictate background screening requirements, reputation, It helps protect a company's reputation from bad press. This can often be a greater concern when it comes to any adverse coverage regarding a company's executive or executive team. It looks at ethics, a duty to provide a safe place to work for their staff, equality to ensure a consistent approach to hiring, and then also negative experiences, companies who have had issues in the past with the quality of their candidates. The most common benefits seen from background screening can vary depending upon the region the employer is based in. Our latest survey found that a better quality of hire was the most cited benefit of background screening for respondents in North America at around 67%. For APAC, it was 76% with three-year high rates in each region. In EMEA, 56% cited a better quality hire as a key benefit just behind improved regulatory compliance, which around three-fifths said it was the main benefit for employment screening. And then lastly, adopting a robust background screening program as part of your onboarding process is one way to help mitigate your company's employment risk.
0: How do background screening programs vary around the world? You've got an international footprint, and I'd like to understand, what are the common checks conducted by educational institutions as well?
1: The most common employment background checks conducted by educational institutions can vary by location. It uh, to many factors such as availability of services, local cultural acceptance of background screening, and regulations. This year's survey found that, once again, the most common background check conducted in North America are criminal record checks, which are 85% of our respondents from that region. It's actually an increase from 75% in 2021 and 82% in 2020. This was followed by Social Security verification at 63%, past employment at 53%, and I-9 forms, employee authorization, and right to work at around 51%. Internationally, employers in EMEA and APAC are are really continuing to prioritize previous employment checks. These are conducted by 88% from APAC and 84% in EMEA. Criminal records, education credentials, and ID checks make up the top four checks in these regions, and they have done so for the last three years. But the one thing the data showed us this year was that the majority of the top four checks in each of these regions were reported to be conducted more widely than the past two years, suggesting that companies are adding more checks to their screening programs to make their recruitment processes a little bit more robust.
0: What are some of the things that an education institution might discover during a candidate or employee's background check?
1: So sure, many parts of an individual's background check can reveal discrepancies. But it's important to remember that not all of these will be deliberate attempts by the individual to mislead their potential employer. Many discrepancies could be honest mistakes. For example, a candidate not remembering the dates of their past education or their employment. While employment background checks may reveal discrepancies between the information they post versus what is verified, it's really up to the employer to decide how they want to proceed when a discrepancy is found. Whether it will be used as a basis for an adverse reaction or just not hiring the candidate or discontinuing an individual's employment. Just as the most common background checks inducted by employers vary around the world, so do checks with most employers where they find discrepancies. So for North America, for example, 37% respondents said that background screening had identified candidates with previously undisclosed criminal convictions. 31% found discrepancies with their past employment details. And 29% had candidates either test positive on a drug or alcohol test. Uh, one survey from EMEA and APAC said that they were more likely than their peers in North America to find candidate discrepancies, in particular regarding their employment verifications and education credentials. So two-thirds from APAC and over a half from EMEA reported that they found discrepancies in their candidates' verifications while conducting employment screening on their employment previous employment. So with discrepancy rates so high in EMEA and APAC, it seems unlikely that all these discrepancies were unintentional. Perhaps with background screening being less common outside the U.S. and many candidates now being screened for the first time, this data can really suggest that candidates may have been getting away with misrepresenting themselves on their resumes or on the application process. And for now, um, now they're just now being caught, right? So it's a, it's a new trend that we're seeing. This also highlights the need for global background screening programs for employers with offices based outside of North America or workers with international backgrounds. With the potential of a cost of bad hire being so high, especially when considering recruitment and training costs, salaries, and even potential reputational damage, it's really important to consider the key risks to your business, as well as whether a candidate discrepancy is more likely to occur. So you need to be be able to tailor your background screening program locally to help mitigate uh, mitigate these risks.
0: What do educational institutions look for in a screening provider?
1: As with any service, what each educational institution requires and prioritizes may vary. They look at different factors, including industry. Are there specific requirements for background screening in the education industry? It looks at footprint. Where's your workforce based? And do they have international work or residence histories? Educational institutions with a global footprint may benefit from working with a single global provider to help ensure a consistent and aligned screening program. Next is an applicant tracking system. Many companies utilize an applicant tracking system or an ATS. Organizations may wish to choose a screening partner that integrates with their chosen ATS to help streamline their candidate experience. So data from this year's survey found that the most important factor when choosing a screening provider in each region was the same—accuracy of results. Three-quarters of respondents from North America said that this was a top priority, with around half saying speed and cost were important. Accuracy when screening can be affected by several factors, including using comprehensive and up-to-date sources for public record checks, It could be verifying candidates' credentials directly at the source or through their approved agents where possible to remove the risk of false documentation, and then also having robust quality assurance processes in place before returning the results to the employer. At HireWrite, we focus on helping employers hire with speed, precision, and innovation. Some background screening providers can emphasize speed in their process, and given today's war on talent, it certainly would be a critical component However, at HireRight, we recognize while speed is important, a rapid turnaround time alone won't deliver the results our customers need to identify and hire the right candidates. So for this reason, HireRight focuses on speed plus precision and innovation. Educational institutions currently evaluating background screening providers really should assess their priorities to see how their potential screening partners map to these with their service offerings.
0: Maria, how are background screening programs usually managed?
1: So there really is no one-size-fits-all approach, especially if they cover many countries or regions. Uh, The management structure of a company's global screening program is often determined by how their HR team is positioned internationally, alongside the systems they use to manage their recruiting and onboarding processes. So, for example, for companies with a regional HR presence and localized technology systems, regional or in-country management of their screening program may be the preferred approach. However, uh, larger organizations typically seek a more consistent global approach to screening and may be more likely to adopt a centralized model. No matter how your screening program is managed, partnering with your screening provider can help ensure a consistent service delivery and candidate experience for all your candidates which is even more important now that businesses are hiring remote workers from all over the globe.
0: Do companies typically work with just one screening provider or do they use a variety for different services?
1: So whether a business engages with one or more screening providers, it really depends on their needs and the scope of services that they're offering by their provider. However, our benchmark survey did find that three quarters of respondents from North America work with a single background screening provider either only screening in North America or for all the global screening needs. Just 12% of respondents in North America said that they work with different providers for different screening services. And only 9% said they conduct some or all their background screenings in-house. But internationally, particularly in EMEA and APAC, most respondents also said that they work with a single screening provider. However, The percentages of businesses either conducting some or all of their screening services in-house or working with different vendors can vary uh, from country to country. Perhaps this could be due to the complex compliance landscape in these regions, with countries often having their own rules and guidance for what is allowed to be screened. Unless you work with a local provider or a global provider with local knowledge, it can be really difficult to navigate this web of local legislation to ensure your screening program is compliant. With some screening providers not offering comprehensive global coverage, customers may need to work with multiple vendors to conduct checks on their entire global workforce, or they'll risk leaving a part of their workforce unscreened. An advantage of working with a truly global screening provider, such as HireRight, is that you can provide a consistent, candidate experience for your applicants, as well as receiving a consistent experience for your team who manages the company's background checks.
0: Yeah, so you had mentioned, Maria, earlier the applicant tracking system. Is the use of ATS systems changing?
1: Yeah, the data from our survey found that there's been little change since last year with regards to the respondents' use of ATS systems. In North America, 42% of respondents did say that they used an ATS this year, compared with 39% in last year's survey. The percentage of respondents who plan to start using an ATS in the next 12 months has dropped from 12% in 2021 to just 3% this year. In EMEA, around half of the survey respondents said that they use an ATS. In APAC, it was around two-fifths. But globally, if you look at the data by business size, it really tells a different story. Just under a third of small businesses, companies with fewer than 500 employees, said that they use an ATS. In comparison, about three-fifths or 61% of enterprises, that's companies with over 500 employees, globally said that they do use an ATS meaning that enterprises are around twice as likely to use an ATS than smaller companies. Interestingly, just 68% of businesses globally who use an ATS plan to stay with their current provider for the next 12 months. For those looking to change, a lack of ATS functionality or workflow key to business requirements was a top motivation across all regions. But the need for businesses of all sizes to hire candidates quickly, it's very, very important, especially in the wake of this great resignation it's surprising that more companies are not seeing the need for an ATS to help manage their recruitment efforts.
0: Do many employers integrate their screening provider with their applicant tracking system?
1: Well, a survey found that employers in North America were the most likely to integrate their screening provider with their ATS. Around half of those surveys said that they did compared with just 33% in EMEA and 30% in APAC. Many survey respondents said that integrating their current screening provider with their applicant tracking system was not possible. 30% of EMEA respondents and 27% of APAC respondents and 22% of North America respondents said that their screening provider does not integrate at all with their ATS. The outlook for future ATS and screening integrations appears to be the most positive for APAC, with 23% of survey respondents from that region saying that they are in the process of integrating their screening provider. So at HireRight, we can offer over 70 integrated solutions with more than 50 human capital management and ATS systems, including companies like Workday, Oracle, iCIMS, and PowerSchool or PeopleAdmin. In 2021, around 40% of higher orders were fulfilled through an integration, highlighting that there is an importance to use an ATS integration. So if you're planning to switch screening providers or ATS partners in the near future, it really may be worth checking if any new potential provider can integrate with your current system to avoid complications further down the line.
0: So Maria, what are the benefits of integrating your background screening provider with your ATS system?
1: There are so many potential benefits for employers. So firstly, um, an integration could help save time and effort for recruiters. According to 85% of benchmark survey respondents from North America, with an ATS or screening provider integration. Also rate their integration being highly valuable or mission critical to the business. Next is connecting your applicant tracking system with your background screening provider could also help reduce the number of recruiter touch points in your process, which could ultimately speed up the time to hire and improve your candidate experience. And lastly, integration can also allow you to manage your background screening submissions, order statuses, and reporting from within your ATS interface making the screening process more efficient for you and for your team to manage.
0: Were there any talent acquisition trends identified in the survey that you can share?
1: Oh, most definitely. So first, we saw a predicted increase in the effectiveness in social media recruitment. Many respondents this year believe that social media will be a top recruitment channel for their businesses in 2022 compared to those who said it was amongst their most effective in 2021. Respondents in North America, EMEA, and APAC also believe it will be in their top three talent acquisition channels in 2022, only behind online job boards and referrals. For those using social media as a recruitment channel, LinkedIn is still the most popular channel, especially in EMEA, where 92% of respondents said that they use LinkedIn for recruitment, compared to 81% in APAC and 74% in North America. Uh, LinkedIn is also the social channel employers are most likely to allocate budget for recruitment campaigns in the future. Another one is Facebook. It's also widely used for recruitment too, uh, with 45% of American respondents planning to use it in 2022 for this purpose and 23% allocating budget on Facebook to drive recruitment. The second trend is that employers are increasing their salary offerings and benefit offerings. In North America, 57% of survey respondents said their company increased salaries and offered better benefits to help drive recruitment in 2021. Will this practice continue into 2022? I don't know. We'll have to find out next year's survey. 52% of respondents from APAC and 38% from EMEA increased their offerings as well. So the third trend we saw was a rise in resignation rates. Perhaps unsurprising, as many dubbed in the latter part of 2021, is the Great Resignation. Respondents in North America, EMEA, and APAC, they all reported higher-than-expected rates of churn in 2021, with 40 to 45% of respondents in each region saying that this was a recruitment challenge for 2021. Looking at the future, though, employers will really need to find ways to retain their existing workforce, as well as attract new workers if they really want to grow their workforce, as many said they expect to do in 2022. So, for example, 63% of survey respondents in North America expect their companies to grow, with over half of these companies predicting growth by at least 10 to 25%. In contrast, 43% of survey respondents said that their companies grew in 2021.
0: So, Maria, what do you see as some of the major talent acquisition challenges for the coming years?
1: We saw three top challenges. Finding qualified job candidates has been a top challenge for many businesses and is likely to remain so for the foreseeable future. However, according to our survey respondents, it is a concern for more businesses in North America than in MIA or APAC. Whether it's the great resignation or the great rethink or quiet quitting, employers really have a lot on their plates. And it's arguably never been more important to get the right people into their organizations. The second challenge was meeting the benefits and expectations of candidates. You know, in particular in EMEA, where this was decided by over half of their respondents in their region and 40% respondents in North America, and then 36% of respondents in APAC also felt this would be a problem for the next few years. As many employees have become accustomed to working remotely or away from an office, businesses really need to rethink you know, their, their Friday afternoon drinks, you know, happy hours, fruit and snacks, fresh ground coffee, and other benefits that really impact the whole workforce wherever they're based. Another example is employee assistant programs. These can help colleagues with any difficulties they may be having at home and provide mental health support for the workforce remotely. And then finally, making recruitment processes more efficient was seen as a long-term talent acquisition challenge, according to a quarter of respondents from North America, 32% from EMEA, and 38% from APAC. There can be many ways to really improve the efficiency of recruitment, but one such way, as I've mentioned, would be focusing on the integration of your background screening provider with your ATS.
0: Finally, Maria, if you could take out your crystal ball and gaze into the future, what do you think the priorities will be for talent management and acquisition in 2023 and beyond?
1: Yeah, great question, Joe. So 2022 has been a challenging year for many businesses and educational institutions when it comes to talent. Recruiters are still dealing with the impact of the pandemic and with a great resignation, as well as a rapidly changing business environment. At the same time, high rates of inflation, 8.2% in September of 2022 versus 5.4% in September of last year in the U.S., and rising costs of living, including soaring prices for groceries, gas, and energy, they're really driving individuals to search for higher paying roles or take on additional employment. I think there are also a number of key areas which have long been important, but we'll move to the top priorities for uh, HR and talent teams for 2023. Number one has got to be staff retention. It's often said that it's cheaper to retain your existing workforce than to hire new employees. And with unemployment in the U.S. at a rate of just 3.5% in September alone, employers may be finding it even harder to get new talent into their organizations. To keep employees engaged, businesses may also uh, wish to reevaluate their compensation packages and look at their benefits, uh, assess their career development pathways they have in place and look at how they can support their staff's well-being during these challenging times. At HighRight, one thing that we do is we conduct an annual organizational health survey, which gives our employees an opportunity to share their thoughts on how we're doing, what they like, what they don't like, and raise areas they think improvement is needed to help guide our company's future plans. It's really important to have these kinds of things in place to help get the temperature of employee attitudes and really help identify problems before it's too late, right, before they lead to resignations. Another area is focusing on the candidate experience. With many businesses and educational institutions having a hard time recruiting new employees, the candidate experience from application through onboarding and even to the first months in a role is really essential. Candidates are likely applying to multiple jobs at the same time and with the scarcity of qualified individuals for certain roles, it really is important that candidates' experience is not the reason that they take a job for another company, right? You want them to accept your offer. From a background screening perspective, however, um, Higher Rights Applicant Center has been designed to be as straightforward as possible, enabling candidates to quickly provide the information needed to complete their screening. We can provide a fully mobile candidate experience with support in over 25 languages, And our data shows that 93% of higher rights U.S. candidates can complete their information requested on their candidate invite within a day. Typically, an average turnaround for U.S. background checks is under two days, which helps our candidates start their new roles sooner. And then lastly is driving operational efficiencies. From automation to innovation, there's an increasing pressure to really find ways to drive efficiencies throughout organizations and educational institutions. As I mentioned earlier your application tracking system and integrating it with your screening provider is really one way to help lighten the load for you and your candidates during the recruitment process. Additionally from a background screening perspective, higher rights adjudication services can help simplify the review of candidate screening reports. That allows recruiters to help speed up their time to hire and really streamline hiring decisions by decreasing the number of reports that they have to review. So, Joe, looking into 2023 and beyond, I think that organizations of all sizes will be focusing in all these areas and it will be really wise to start planning now how you'll be addressing all of them.
0: Thank you so much, Maria Moore, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Strategic Alliances at Higher Right. Thank you for your time and your expertise. Uh, we certainly learned a great deal and look forward to reviewing the 15th Annual Benchmark Report as well. Well, thank you so much for listening to the episode of Cooperatively Speaking, a podcast by ENI. For resources from this episode, visit our website ENI.org slash podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred platform so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in.